it is time to talk some hockey. Finally. Finally. It's about time we talk some hockey. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Tommy Pamer. I've got my co-host here, Aiden Latona, good buddy of mine. And uh, one thing we have in common is that we are big Columbus Blue Jackets fans, which is something that's kind of rare around these parts in Browns country, Indians country, Cavaliers nation. Not a lot of hockey fans, but we love hockey. We're going to talk some hockey today. Aiden, how you doing, man? Doing good. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. No problem. I'm um, excited to start this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk some jackets hockey today. Um, so, big news a couple hours ago. It has been expected for some time now, right? Where they, yeah. Dubois, one of their best, uh, not I don't think their best player, but certainly one of their top, what was he, a right winger? Yes. Left winger? Uh, okay. Center, 22 center. years old, third round, thir- third overall pick in the 2016 draft. And uh, so he had been having contract disputes over the summer, similar to Panarin, Bobrovsky, Duchesne, all mm-hmm. that, except he was a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a lot of leverage, mm-hmm. uh, so he he obviously requested a trade and then pulled a Kyrie Irving, basically. And uh, so Columbus wasn't going to really uh, look to trade him. They kind of wanted to see how the season would play out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he signed a two year deal, which yeah, that's right, would make him twenty five at the end of his deal, still a restricted free agent. But he did not give any effort in the last game against Tampa Bay. Uh, was benched for the second, third period, three minutes, 55 seconds of ice time. So obviously the effort wasn't there. Tortorella and Dubois had a falling out. Mm-hmm. So Columbus looked to trade him, and they sent him off to Winnipeg for 50-goal scorer Patrick Laine, second overall pick in the 2016 draft. And Columbus native Jack Roslevic. And so... I like it. Yeah. Uh I don't have uh, any complaints. I mean, from last I checked, Line was a superstar, and then, then he kind of just—I think he just fell off the map a little bit. But like, I, like you said, two or three years ago, him and Austin Matthews were kind of going back and forth for Rookie of the Year, right? Yeah, and uh, there was some debates actually uh, when Line had his fifty goal season, who was actually better, Line or Matthews? But I think obviously Matthews is a hundred percent better, oh, but yeah. Line Line still yeah. pretty good. I. Yeah. I think that the Roslevic perspective of it, he's obviously, he didn't have, he requested a trade out of Winnipeg two years ago. He couldn't really fit into their top six. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually signed a two year, $1.9 million deal following the trade. So he's locked up in Columbus. Gotcha. Two more years, he was a restricted free agent. Um, What's the details on Line A's contract that Columbus uh, takes over? So what I've been hearing is that, uh, Winnipeg retained some of Line A's salary. Okay. And uh, that Line A is a restricted free agent after this year. He signed a two-year mm-hmm. deal last year, but he's still a restricted free agent, so Columbus does have the leverage there. And depending on how he does with Columbus, I think he will resign. Um, obviously, Tortorella has had, to, had his issues with star players. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he does well. I think, yeah. obviously, it's what Columbus needs. They need a star score they do and that's what line a brings um he'll fix their awful power play and when i say yeah. awful that's an understatement uh Are they dead last no they're not dead last but they've been like bottom bottom just put bottom five way. last three they years. played two close games against the red wings let's play let's yeah. put it that way um so what does the 
so Winnipeg obviously gets Pierre Luc Dubois, but do they get anything else or just- uh, a third round pick in twenty twenty two? Oh, okay. And but it's not a bad trade for Winnipeg. Uh, they get so. Shifley, Dubois, Stasny yeah. as their three centers. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, Were they a playoff team last year? They made the bubble. They got oh, knocked okay. out by Calgary, but that's right. Their issues are not offense. Their issues are defense. Okay, so not a bad trade for both teams, but Columbus, I think, comes out on top. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see how that plays out, but I think good trade for both teams. I think so too. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but like as you mentioned. Jackets really need that superstar. Like they had it in Panarin a little bit, but to get Line, who had 50 goals just a couple seasons ago, that is huge. Okay, so now a um, couple things different about this season, right? Jackets now in a new division for just this season only, right? Correct me if Correct. I'm wrong, but yeah. Um, so, what do you think of the Central Division sponsored by whatever Canadian company? Discover. Discover. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what do you think of this division, and where do you think the Jackets will end up? Um, I think, if I'm being completely honest, um, with Detroit and Chicago being in that division, it's the easiest division out of all four. Um, Columbus has had a real rough start. They had that last year, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can bounce back. I can see them finishing if all things go well around fourth, maybe that's behind what, that's what Dallas, I too. Tampa, and Carolina. Um, yeah, that's what I had. I didn't, I didn't think uh, they weren't going to make the playoffs in this division, but they're certainly not going to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in first yeah, place. Nobody's beating Tampa. I had Tampa, and then either Dallas or Carolina at two and three, and then Columbus. Dallas looked really good last night, seven zero against Nashville. Um, four power play goals, I believe, to start the season. Um, Nashville's in third place right now, so. Yeah. And how about the Dallas Stars in dead last? That's amazing. Yeah. Still haven't given up a goal in the season. They shut out Nashville. But uh, something. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, something uh, Columbus couldn't do when they played them. So, um, yeah, so Columbus has played five games on the season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, three, or one, one, two, and two. Yep. Uh, so they started off game one at Nashville. Um, it's ugly. Boone Jenner got the first goal of the season for Columbus on a breakaway, unassisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nashville ended up responding with three straight from goals with Luke Coonan, assisted by Eric Halla and Mark Borietsky. And then Philip Forsberg and Cal Yarncroc got the goals with Yarncroc's being empty netter. Mm-hmm. Following day, they had another game, two series game against Nashville. Again, Columbus started off strong with the goal from Nick Felino, Michael Dezal, Michael Desato, and Alex Texier get those assists. And then Nashville responds with two of their own from Rocco Grimaldi, his first of the year, and then Philip Forsberg gets his second. Alex Texier responds, 2-2, Columbus, Liam Foodie, Michael Dozada get those assists. And then Nashville responded with three straight, ending off very strong goals from Brad Richardson, Luke Mm -hmm. Coonan, and then Colton Sissons with an amazing goal to finish that off. So Columbus, obviously not starting well, 0-2. They did, however, on Martin Luther King Day, bounce back against Detroit, um, Bobby Ryan started out this one with Detroit with a goal off the faceoff that put uh, Detroit up one nothing. Then Oliver Bjorkstrand, who I predicted will be Columbus's breakout player this year, mm-hmm. he gets his first of the year. Then uh, he gets an assist on Alex Texier's goal, a wraparound, a beauty of a goal, mm-hmm. which makes Columbus up two one. Then 
3-1 Columbus on a goal from Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, breakaway, great pass by Mikhail Gregorenko, who got one of the assists. And then Jonas Corposalo was credited with the other assist, too. How about that? Yeah, another goalie assist. We might want to see a goalie goal this year from yeah. Corposalo. Interesting fact, I kid you not, last night I actually had a dream that Elvis Merzlinkins was traded to Edmonton. I don't know Edmund, how that... They need goaltending, like, too. It's, it's I don't not know, out of the I don't know equation. what that was about. I don't know how that Elvis came about. But like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that. Uh, anyway. Yeah, ahead. so uh, Bobby Ryan, great start to the year. Love to see him doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got his third of the year. And then at the end, uh, good friends, Zach Wierenski, Dylan Larkin, got into yeah, a fight at the end of the great. game. Uh, fun fact, I looked this up. Larkin actually bought Wierenski's parents' tickets to that yeah. game. So that was kind of cool to see those two yeah. scrap. And then uh, Columbus. They both went to Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. We forgive you, Zach. Yeah. But uh, you're still you're still loved here yeah. in Ohio. Uh, but yeah, Columbus got their first uh, one of the season against Detroit. And uh, they then took on Detroit again. And Sim- similar result to Thursday night. Yep. Uh Columbus been seeing this a lot lately. They start off very strong. First goal of the game, uh, Boone Jenner gets his first of the year, and Max Domi got his first point as a Columbus Blue Jacket with the only assist on his goal. Then Detroit responded with a power play goal, the first Columbus has given up all year from Anthony Manta. Mm -hmm. And then Bobby Ryan again puts Detroit up 2-1 with assists going from John Merrill and Franz Nielsen. That was Bobby Ryan's fourth of the year. Yep. Then Columbus responds pretty well. Alex Texier gets his third of the year with assists going to Kukin and Oliver Bjorkstrand. Then 17 seconds into overtime, Detroit gets that W from goals from Tyler Bertuzzi, and then assist went to Dylan Larkin. What a dumpster fire, man. Unfortunate result as um, I think Columbus played pretty well in that game, and then obviously as... uh, we all know Columbus is not that good in overtime, no. um, so they ended up taking the L there. Not at all. Uh, two days later, Columbus mm-hmm. takes on Tampa in a nationally televised game. First game that's got to be against Tampa um, since obviously the mm-hmm. last year's playoffs. Um, sort of a rivalry going. Yeah, is, uh, I was gonna say like this is one of the freshest, most new rivalries in the NHL, right? Like yeah. when you and when you talk two about unexpected teams, who is Tampa- the CBJ's biggest rival? Like. I think it's Tampa. Yeah. Like, you never would have said that five years ago, but after what's happened the last three years, like, how could it not be? I know, especially with all the, um, you know, kind of, like, opposite ends of the teams. Mm-hmm. Like, Tampa Bay, very high-scoring team, very mm-hmm. skilled team, and then Columbus kind of that physical, like, team yep. that will, like, wear you down. And in- just those two being rivals make – it's good for the NHL, I believe. Yeah. Especially um, with what Columbus did to Tampa that one year, because they they've got all the superstars, you know, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point. All the, Columbus has none of those, and they yeah. swept them. Yeah, and but you got to respect them; they're the Cup champs. Yeah. Anyway, they they got their revenge last year in five games. Um, mm-hmm. And so for this game, once again, seventeen seconds of the game, Columbus takes the lead with goals mm-hmm. from Oliver Bjorkstrand. Max Domi gets his assist, so Domi's mm-hmm. doing pretty well as a Blue Jacket, I'd say. Um, Did we uh, just sign him, or was he a trade? 
Uh, so he was a restricted free agent again. Gotcha. You see these with a lot of restricted free agents. Mm-hmm. They don't want to play for their team, so the team just ships them off. They re- yeah. they sign with their new team. That's what happened to Domi. So uh, his contract, once it that's up, puts him at um, unrestricted free agency. So um, did he come from Arizona? Or was he, he came from Montreal. Montreal. That's right. So they shipped off Josh Anderson, who's been doing yeah. really well there. So uh, unfortunate to see, but. Tampa Bay responds with two of their own from Blake Coleman and Matthew Joseph. Uh, Ryan McDonough assisting on both of those goals. And then, thank the Lord, finally Columbus got a power play goal from Nick yeah. Foligno. Uh, At least they got the point, right? Yeah. Bjorkshire and Atkinson get that those assists. And then Braden Point, the Columbus Blue Jacket killer. Seriously, man. Three, two overtime goals. Obviously, that fit five overtime game. He ended that, and then ended the Blue Jacket season last year with a mm-hmm. overtime goal. And uh, so he got the goal off of a nice pass from Victor Hedman and Steven Stamkos. And Columbus lost that game in mm-hmm. overtime, which put them one, two, and two on the season. It could be worse, but it could definitely be better. Yeah. So a rematch today with Tampa Bay in about a half an hour here, 2 o'clock start. Um, Do you think they'll bounce back? What are you thinking? I think they do. I think uh, – now, here's my keys for Columbus to win. Obviously, four out of five of their games, they've gotten the first goal. Ironically, the only one that they've won, they haven't scored the first goal. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think Columbus Columbus takes this one 4-2. I think they bounce back, especially with, you know – I don't want to call him a cancer, but Dubois is obviously now gone. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think the players will, you know, kind of... Having that presence out of the locker room. Yeah, and have they yeah. have guys who actually want to play there now. They want to be with this squad. So I think they bounce back. I think they win 4-2 nice. against Tampa Bay. Then they take that momentum against the Florida Panthers. I and, hope you're right, man. Um, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like they're going to get it done today. We'll see what happens. But um, that trade for Dubois just happened today, correct? Yes. So there's no way that Line A will play in this game. Yeah, actually, Ooh. so with the COVID reasons, um, they have to quarantine for two weeks before wow. being able to play. Lovely. Um, but Line A was hurt, so Line is actually on IR right now, so that oh. doesn't make a difference whatsoever. Um, How long is he out for? Uh, they didn't say. I think he's like week to week if I... Okay. I'm going to double-check that real quick. But, uh, yeah, so Dubois obviously now gone. So I think Line A will slot. Uh, I think he'll slot in that second wing for now. Um, I think Bjorkstrand and Texier, they've got that chemistry. I don't think they want to mm-hmm. mess that up. I think What is Line A? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I just think he slides alongside Atkinson, Felino for now. Nice. Um, what is, they, is he a right wing? Was he listed at? Uh yeah, he's listed at right wing. So. Okay, cool. Uh obviously Bjorkstrand's got that top uh winger yeah. on lock. He's in my opinion is Columbus's best player. Um I, I think so too, man. Or he's definitely in that upper echelon of you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you think he's gonna be the breakout player for this season. When you say that, yeah. do you mean like he's gonna get the national attention of the NHL finally or that he'll like lead them in scoring, or what do you mean? By uh, that? Well, he led them in scoring last year. Okay. Um, I think he does that again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been getting sort of some attention from the national media as kind of like an underrated player in the NHL. Um, but yeah, I think he gets a lot of a national attention this year. Nice. Um, he's Columbus's assists and points leader. Um, he 
He has three assists, five points on the year. Um, you know, he's also very good defensively. He's just that two-way winger that you always want to have on your team. Nice. It's been a. It's, I feel like it's been a long time since any Jackets got national attention, right? I mean, I feel like if only if there's only one player on the current team who does, it's probably Seth Jones, and he probably gets it for being over overrated quotations. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of having actual superstars recognized by national media, I don't think they've had anyone since like Panarin, Bobrovsky, or Duchesne. Yeah, so, I mean, I th- I'm gonna get. It'll be nice to get that back. I don't think Panarin was really that big national attention until he went to New York. I, yeah. I'd say the last big superstar that Columbus had Rick was Nash. Nash. Yeah, he's really that, the that only was one a they've long, ever had. Long, long time ago too. I mean, he's probably the only one they've ever really had. They've only been a team for what twenty years. Yeah, this is the twentieth season, twentieth anniversary, along so, with the Minnesota Wild too. Nice. So next two games after today are against Florida. What do you What do you think of the uh, this season doing like the baseball style, like two game set at their place, two game set at your place. Do you like it or? I mean, I know it's just for this year, but I kind of like it. You know, yeah. it kind of gives a playoff style feel. Yeah. But uh, obviously, no fans in that. Yeah, or limited fans. But you know, uh, rivalries will start to, will start to form. You know, mm-hmm. just playing a team over and over and yeah. over again, especially in that Canadian division. You know, oh, where boy, that's, I mean, especially Edmonton, think Calgary. It, think that's about be fun. When you t- talk about all-time rivalries in sports, right? You got Ohio State, Michigan football, um, Yankees, Red Sox, right? Cowboys, Eagles, all that stuff. And hockey, it's got to be Montreal and Toronto. Yeah. Right? It's got to be Montreal, Toronto. And, and they play, normally times. they play, what is it, 10 times this year? Or this Nine? year it's 10 times. I think it's like. That's I think nasty. It, I think it's like four regularly. So six more games. That's crazy. And, and you were saying the rivalries. I think. I don't know if you heard about this last year. Edmonton Calgary. Oh yeah, with the goalie the fights whole and Battle of Bat- Alberta thing. Yeah, and that, I get the no fans really, really does suck. But just that they could play even more times—that's insane. Yeah, especially with uh, you know, uh, with the whole like goalie fights and stuff. It'll be interesting to see how that will like. Obviously, they haven't played a game yet, but how interesting that'll be. Just to kind of see how those two react to that, because that that was the last game they played, was where this the goalie fight, I believe. But yeah, nice. interesting new rivalries. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like it. I think the NHL did a great job, you know, with what's mm-hmm. been going on. Um, Do you think the division that Columbus is in is a little weird, being that they have like I think, Dallas in their division, but Pittsburgh that's like two hours away isn't? I think that. Uh, I mean, I'll take it, but yeah, I think. I think it was to restrict travel, but I also don't think you could throw Columbus in there because then you have to leave another team out. But mm-hmm. all, all those from the um, Central Division, um, I, I think they're great matchups. You know, you're not too um, top heavy, as in like you got too many good teams, like mm-hmm. uh, the so-called metropolitan division with yeah. Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston, Buffalo, Columbus, New York. Yeah. No, but, Buffalo's in the Atlantic, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm talking about uh the these new divisions. I'm I not gotcha. sure what they're called now. I know there's Central, just, West, Canadian, North, East, oh, yeah. Central and West. Yeah. So the Eastern Division uh, That's pretty stacked, man. Yeah. Washington, Philly, New York, New Jersey, Boston, Buffalo. 
I mean, the only I'm looking at it on my computer right now. The only team on that list that really, really sucks, I think, is Buffalo. Yeah, and they I mean, be, you could make a Philly case for New Jersey not being New Jersey, great, yeah, but New they're Jersey's certainly not, not the worst team in the league. Wasn't yeah. Philly penned by some people to be a potential cup contender? Yeah, especially since they That's got crazy. the one seed in those playoffs last year. That's nuts. Who do, who beat them? Islanders. That's and then right. they eventually lost to right. Tampa Bay in six, and Tampa Bay eventually went on for the Stanley Cup champions. You kind of yeah. had a feeling they were going to do that, right? Yeah, ever, spe- ever especially since after what happened. Uh, Panarin hit that empty netter. Like, it was almost like um, a couple years ago in March Madness, right? Uh, UMBC, the 16 seed, becomes the first team ever as a 16 seed to upset the one seed Virginia, right? And they yeah. they don't just beat them on a last second prayer; they destroy them. They won by like 19, similar to what Columbus did, right? Where Tampa Bay was pegged as the Stanley Cup champion, and they go out there, they sweep them. The very next year, Virginia blazes through everybody, wins the national title. Tampa wins the Stanley Cup. Yeah, exact same story. And I think most important for Tampa Bay, they got revenge. It's not like yeah. they didn't. They they had to play Columbus again. Yeah, and it wasn't an easy series. All no, all the games were decided Dude, by one goal. It was goal. it was way closer than people, it, yeah. it, than when you say a five game series, no. people are like, oh yeah, they went through them. No, first of all, I mean technically they won in five games, but that first game was like three and a half games alone. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I think it, what was it like a a two thirty or three o'clock start, and it ended at like nine. Yeah, that's and, crazy. They postponed the game after that. Yeah, Boston yeah, I remember Carolina, that because they couldn't that, get the yeah. ice ready in time. Oh, that was hilarious! But obviously, Braden Point, the Columbus Blue Jacket mm-hmm. killer, as I like to call him, uh, he ended that. Um, but yeah. So, what do you think of? You said Columbus is going to go fourth in the Central. Um, what do you think of the other divisions here? Who do you think is the champs of those and? What do you think the playoffs will look like, and who would be your Stanley Cup favorite? So, top four teams, each division make it. Um, yes. So, right now, division leaders are Vegas, with is winning the West. Um, they're actually tied with Minnesota right now. How about that? Crazy to believe. Um, you know what's even more crazy to believe? The fact that all of us consider Vegas to be a annual top five Stanley Cup favorite, and they've been in the league three years. Yeah. It's crazy. That's insane. Especially with, like, now people will say the um, expansion draft was, like, stacked. Yeah, but I the mean, only good player that, like, was actually known at the time. Flurry. Fl- yeah. I mean, yeah. most of and these even guys he, were, I like, mean, second or third liners on their teams. It's and not even like Marc-Andre Fleury was kind of towards the tail end of his career, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, has he retired? No, he's the he's their backup now. To Robin Leonard. Yeah. Okay. But uh yeah, from like Carlson, Smith, Marsha So. Yeah. They weren't perennial superstars. They were they became liners. superstars. Yeah. Carlson with that forty eight goal season, he scored six the year with, before with yeah. the Blue Jackets. And the, then they they just made some good trades. Like yeah. Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty. Um and I think now they have a solid fan base. Yeah, too. like they probably have a lot of bandwagon fans, which that's going to be natural being that from they're from Vegas and everything. But like to see you would you would never think of Las Vegas as a hockey town. Right. And I'm no. sure many people wouldn't have thought of Nashville as a hockey town, Arizona or. OK, Arizona's not a hockey town, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but Nashville, nobody thought that was a hockey town. Right. And if you go there, it, everything is yellow. 
with yeah. uh, I mean, it's crazy. So, do you think Seattle has a potential to do anything at all, like what Vegas did next season? I don't think they go as far as Vegas. Um, I think they have a shot at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that they're going to get some really good defensemen on that team, just based on how what I, like projections for the expansion drafts looking like. But I think they could be a solid, solid team. Okay. Um, would, would you have said that if Vegas never would have done what they did? Because I, I still think, don't think so. the narr- I think, the narrative. I think what Vegas did. I don't think anybody does that again. No, because the narrative on expansion teams all the time is it's going to take them at least five years before they can even have a chance to contend at a playoff spot. They go to the Stanley Cup final in their first year in existence, and that just blew everybody out of the water. And now, whenever an expansion team comes in, like, huh, uh, I mean, do you think do you think they can do it? Um, but we'll see. Has yeah. does anybody make like? Obviously, there's NFL, NBA mock drafts every year. Is there a mock draft for Seattle, the Kraken? Um, I've seen some mock drafts. Um, I don't necessarily agree with all the players. Like, I mm-hmm. saw one that had Bjorkshane going to Seattle. Uh, no way no. on earth that happens. But um, with so many, with all the defensemen and goaltending, like the one two punches that you have on those back lines and in those nets, I think they're going to have a solid defensive team. Um, who and do you that, think Columbus gives up to go to Seattle? I think they give up a defenseman. Okay. I think they're pretty good in that spot. Um, somebody maybe I think like, likely David Savard. Okay. Um, Ryan Murray or somebody. Ryan Murray's in New Jersey now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they traded him for cap space. Uh, but, I don't know that. Yeah, so I think that they're pretty good on defensemen. I think Columbus, that's their surplus, I think. Mm-hmm. And Savard's getting older. You know, you've got Peak in the system. Del Zotto's been playing really well. Yeah. Um, I think he's a guy that you could kind of throw away. You know, he's in his 30s. He's on a one-year deal. Where did he come from? Uh, I think I've he heard came from name Anaheim. Before, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I know he won a Stanley Cup in St. Louis, but I didn't. Oh. Yeah. But... You know, just kind of these guys that, you know, they're good. They're good playing for Columbus. They fit the system well. But you got younger guys coming in. I think they're expandable. So um, I do think that with all these free agents coming up and all these guys on one-year deals, I do think Seattle's going to have a good team, though. Okay. Do you think they'll have a good fan base? I mean, we we all know know what the Seahawks do. um, But the Mariners kind of. Yeah, Mer- eh, whatever. They're terrible, but half I feel like half the Seahawks are just bandwagon twelves. But yeah. whatever. Um, so react based based on reactions I'm seeing. I think they have a solid fan base. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they have a fan base like Toronto, Montreal, no, or Boston, not at all. But they they won't be like well, they, Florida, or Arizona. They've been. They've been begging for another team for ever since the Sonics left. They've been, I mean, that city kind of deserves another team, right? They've been yeah. begging for a team for so long. Now they finally get one next season. Next season, they're going to be in the Pacific Division, Correct. I assume, right? Yes. Okay. And then Arizona, I believe, makes a jump over to the Central Division. Do they? Okay. Um, Arizona has got to move eventually. You think? Yeah. I don't think and, I don't think it's a matter okay. of if they do. I think it's a matter of when, when they do. Who do you think is uh, the Coyotes or the Panthers? Who's more likely to move and why? Coyotes. Okay. I just think that because they've been having trouble with a new lease for an arena. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, with the whole NHL buying them to kind of save them. Yeah. I think they eventually move on to where? I don't know, but I think they do get out of Arizona. We all know Arizona's not a uh, hockey state. Um, yeah. Even, for- even though... Austin Matthews did come from there. Yes. And I'm sure there are probably a few crazy nutcase Coyote fans somewhere. Mm-hmm. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, when you think of Arizona, you think of the Grand Canyon, you think of Kyler Murray, you do not think of hockey. Yeah. And they've just been losing so much money, I, I think yeah. they move. Now, nice. you said Florida as an option, too. Yeah. I think they could move. I think... You know, they're always the butt of attendance jokes, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but, hey, shout out to them. They're going to lead the NHL in attendance this year. Yes. How about that? Yeah. Crazy. What's crazy to think about, though, like like you said, they're always the butt of attendance jokes, right? Three hours across the state, you got the Stanley Cup champions who sell out every home game yeah. consistently for, like, the last decade. And now, I don't think Florida's issue is, you know, necessarily the team. I think... It's their location mm-hmm. in a way that their arena is not... It's not anywhere near Miami. Yeah, it's, I think they need to move down more towards the South Miami. Beach. Yeah, the more populated area. Yeah. Just Sunrise may, may be a great city, but not good for hockey. And now I yeah. think the NHL is trying to do a bit to help them out. You know, they were picked to host the All-Star game. This season. This season before That's that got canceled. Um but yeah, yeah those, those two have got to figure things out before those. It's just going to only get worse, especially Arizona. Hmm. So you got Columbus in fourth in the Central. You think Tampa Bay wins the Central, obviously. Yes. Um, I got I got Colorado. Colorado taking the West. Yes. Okay. Um, Who do you got in the Canadians? Now, I, I'm torn between. Now, I do think Montreal kind of cools off a bit. Yeah. Um, I have Calgary okay. winning. I think Toronto comes in a close second, though. I think okay. they did exactly what they needed to. They got some veteran leaders. They fixed their defense for the most part. You know, they still got some issues on there, but they got they got they needed some grit. They need physical veterans to help those young guys, those skilled players, and they've been doing pretty well so far. Um, so you got Calgary. I do have Calgary. I All just right. think they're the most complete team. They Who, got Markstrom on the back end, Tanev, true. Anderson, Hannafin, Giordano. Um, do they have one of the Kachucks? Yeah, right. Matthew. Who was was he the one that had that nasty between the legs overtime goal? Yeah, that was amazing, man. So buzzer beater too. Uh, finally, in the Mass Mutual East Division, you got. I would assume this uh, is the hardest. It one is for me. There's so I mean, many. Looking good at teams. it now, you got Boston Bruins, Pittsburgh Penguins, Philly Flyers, Washington Capitals. Who, by the way, signed longtime Bruin Zidane Chara, which is going to look really, really, really weird. Yeah. I mean, imagine if Ben Roethlisberger put on a Browns jersey for the last season of his career. That that's a disgrace. That that's yeah. I don't want to think about that. Okay. I mean, it's not like Washington and Boston are the biggest of rivals, and certainly Washington has, they probably hate Pittsburgh more, but that's just weird. Okay, so this division is really stacked. Who you got? Thinking about it now, I think Philadelphia takes this. I think they're the youngest, they're the most complete. Mm -hmm. uh, They've got that good mix of veteran players with the young players, and they're they're up and coming. They're going to be a good team for a Good, 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 long time. So, so you think they're 
one seed in the playoffs last year was definitely not a fluke. No. I and do think... Sid is kind of passing off the Pennsylvania hockey torch to Philadelphia finally. Yeah. After two decades. I, I would definitely say that it's not going to be a runaway as maybe Tampa Bay or, like, Vegas. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, tough division. You know, I think I think the Islanders are going to surprise a lot of teams this mm-hmm. year too. You know, they not they knocked Philadelphia out last year too. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, this is this division right here is basically that this season is the NHL equivalent of like the AFC North, and then maybe the Central or the the Canadian division is like the the NFC East. I, yeah, like, I think in the, the East division Central. here. You got Boston, you got the Flyers, you got the Penguins, you got the Capitals, you got the Rangers. One of those teams is going to miss the playoffs, and I think one team from the East Division is going to miss the playoffs and is certainly going to have a better chance, a more deserving chance of contending for a cup than somebody like um, Ottawa. I'm not saying Ottawa is going to, they're going to finish dead last in that division, but so, all right, you got your four division winners. Um, Do you think, because of the division realignment this year, it is possible that two traditional Eastern Conference teams or two traditional Western Conference teams could play in the Stanley Cup Final because of the realignments and how the playoffs are going to work. Do you think that happens? No. I don't think so either. Yeah. It would be really interesting, though. Now, here's a better question. So, obviously, a Canadian team hasn't made the final or hasn't won the Cup in 25 years. Wow. Now, one of these Canadian teams America. is going to be guaranteed a conference final this year. Do you think yeah. this is the year that a Canadian team wins it? Wins the Stanley Cup or just... Yeah, just uh, wins the Stanley Cup. I, I I really don't know, man. I mean, when you say a Canadian team hasn't won in 25 years, well, technically, probably 80% of all NHL rosters are Canadian. Yeah. So, tech, like, a Canadian... Group of players win every year, but not just a team that lives in Canada. Um, I think maybe Toronto or Calgary has a chance to make the Stanley Cup final, but I don't see them being a team like Vegas, Colorado, no. Philadelphia, Colorado, Tampa is Bay. Yeah, yeah, but it it'll be definitely interesting. I'm excited to see how this plays out, dude. I'm just I'm just happy hockey's back. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy hockey's back. It'll so. be more interesting to see, you know. It's a shortened season. You know, teams could get in a slump, and, you know, yeah. maybe last year they could get out of that slump pushback, kind of like St. Louis did. St. Yeah. Louis was stuck at if, – if 2019 St. Louis was playing this year, they would have been dead last in the league. Yeah. So teams have to fi- find Gloria. ways to win with the shortened season, 56 games. And, yeah, I'm just, like you said, excited hockey's back. Nice. So anything else you want to talk about on today's podcast or – you want to go uh, watch the game? Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Um, not really. So, this has been the first ever Fifth Line Primetime podcast. I'm Tommy Pamer. He's Aiden Latona. Uh, we're going to be coming at you, I think, pretty much every Saturday, right? Correct. All right, every Saturday. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Go Jackets.